The Louisville Cardinals struggled on the road in Charlottesville as they fell at the hands of the Virginia Cavaliers on Monday night. We'll talk about everything you need to know about that contest on this episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Happy Tuesday. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium s- smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Also want to take this time to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Lockdown Mobile Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. On Monday evening, the Cardinals continued their struggles in the month of January as they fell at the hands of the Virginia Cavaliers, 64-52 to in Charlottesville on Monday evening. We'll discuss and identify the good, the bad, and the ugly from the loss in Charlottesville, and then we'll transition into the initial reaction and takeaways. And then finally, we'll take a little bit of a step back and um, predict what Louisville will do in the remaining games to conclude the regular season. So, But before we get into the show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also, do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. You can check out my personal Twitter in the graphic in the bottom left hand of your screen. And the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into the show. Um, identifying the good, the bad, and the ugly. I, I usually would like to start with the initial takeaways and reaction, but I feel like that kind of takes away from this segment. Um, so I, I want to, you know, give the respect to the the good, the bad, the ugly segment that we do on the Locked On Mobile podcast a lot. Um, the good, well, I'll go ahead and identify them before we get into the rationale. The good is the fact that the team showed life and clawed back to cut the deficit to five in the second half. They looked better in the second half than they did the first. The bad is the fact that um, <clears throat> sorry that they did not have uh, one lead all game in in this contest against Virginia. And the ugly kind of stems from that, and that's the fact of the very slow first-half start in which the Cardinals were not able to come back from. So let's start out with the good. Um, you know, we mentioned that the team, you know, started out kind of sluggish. They were down, I believe it was like 23-8 to eight or 25-8 to eight at one point in the first half. And, and it looked like it had all of the makings of – you know, a blowout. Um, it was it was twenty six to eight with six twenty five. I'm sorry, twenty seven to eight with six twenty five remaining in the first half. In the first fourteen minutes of this game, Louisville had eight points, um, but the team was able to cut the lead uh, to twelve by halftime. And in the second half, the teams ultimately both scored twenty nine apiece. But it was Louisville that kind of started out on top in the second half in terms of, um, you know, the momentum. They um, started out, I believe it was an 11-7 to run to begin the second half. They actually cut the lead to six at one point um, with just under 10 minutes to go. Virginia pushed the lead back out a little bit more. And uh, Louisville was able to get it to five with about, I think it was like six and some change. 
but Virginia went on a, I think it was a 6-0 run to push the lead to 11, and at that point it was just kind of trading buckets. And then, you know, before you know it, uh, Louisville ends up losing by 12. So the good part of it is the fact that they fought back. The bad part of it, however, is the fact that not once in this game did the Cardinals ever have the lead. That is... um, Something when you play against Virginia, it's it's one that Louisville fans have kind of been um, you know accustomed to is the fact that you know it kind of serves as Louisville's kryptonite. And we'll talk about that in the second segment, um, but it, it just kind of goes to show that you know Louisville started out the game slow and, and kind of um, dug themselves in a hole, and they fought back. They fought back to where they were in within a couple of possessions, but they were never able to get over the hump. I feel like that that's. Uh, a common theme that we, um, you know, kind of discuss uh, you know, for certain games, like um, the Western Kentucky game, um, maybe I think maybe Michigan State to an extent. I'm trying to think of which games. Florida State was Florida State was the one that I'm thinking of, in which the Cardinals kind of were clawing back, you know, got within a respectable, you know, striking distance, and then. At the end of the day, it um, you know the lead was preserved, and the Cardinals did not have a lead in this game. Um, but that kind of transitions over into the ugly part of this segment, and that is the fact that the Cardinals started out um, very poorly um, offensively in this one. They were down 27-8, like I mentioned. Six minutes to go in the first half. I mean, in the first 14 minutes, they only scored eight points. Um, it was one of those things to where I credit the team for you know clawing back to you know making it a a respectable halftime deficit but at the end of the day I I have to wonder how this game would have ended or where it would have been in the second half had Louisville not been trailing by 19 points um you know approaching the last media timeout of the first half so that's kind of where I'm at and um you know it, it seems like the offensive struggles uh, of the season, you know, we've had, you know, some stretches to where the, the team has gone through some droughts. Well, we all know what Virginia does very well. That's play extremely sound and fundamental on ball and team defense. We knew that, um, you know, the cards were likely going to struggle offensively in this game. You know, it wouldn't surprise anyone despite, you know, Virginia being you know, down, so to speak, um, from what they're usually at talent wise. They still are very, very good defensively, and that can mask over some of those, um, you know, that lack of talent gap that uh, you saw from, you know, this year to a couple, you know, years past, uh, so to speak. So, yeah, the the good part of the of the game was the fact that I it was you know somewhat enjoyable to watch in the second half. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily toward the end when Virginia was able to push that lead out for good. But in, in the beginning of the second half, I liked what I saw from the Cardinals across the board. I thought that the effort was there. They didn't give up. I guess you can kind of combine that in the good section of this is the fact that overall the team did not give up when they did go down by 19. Um, I got to be honest, when they went down 27 to 8, I thought that this was a game to where they could lose by 25 to 30 points by, you know, the way that Louisville was failing to score the ball. But they turned it around, um, fought back, um, you know, diligently, got to within 12. But ultimately, at the end of the day, 12 proved to be too big of a deficit, especially against a team like Virginia. We covered the good. The bad, obviously, is not having a lead. Sometimes. You know, there, there's been games where teams haven't had leads uh, until, you know, the final two minutes, and then, boom, 
they're up by two and they end up winning the game. I feel like, you know, Louisville's had some of those games. Um, you know, if you're a college basketball fan, you know, there's been a lot of those games. But unfortunately, the ugly part of the segment, and this kind of um, takes away the fact of that possibility in which you could, you know, trail for a lot of the game and then come back and um, lead at the very end, is the fact that they started out so slow, unfortunately. And that's where, um, you know, that kind of, um, you know, set the tone to where the second half, it was just a little bit too big of a deficit. Um, they showed that it was possible. They got it down to six one time. They got it down to five. But sometimes you take all of your energy just to get back. And then, you know, you lose some of that momentum and Virginia gets a couple buckets and it's kind of pushed back to eight to ten points. And then you have to keep trying to fight it to get it back to where it was. So ultimately, at the end of the day, a tough loss again. Um you know, this wasn't a game that I was coming in expecting to win, but um, some positives, but, you know, kind of um, dulled in comparison to that, um, that that very slow start. So we'll talk about the initial reaction from this game, the initial takeaways here in a second after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. It remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website means you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, and BetOnline is where the game starts. At this time, I want to say thank you once again. I, I feel like I don't thank you all enough for making us your first listen of the day. I appreciate everyone that's sharing, liking, subscribing, rating, listening to the show on a daily basis. Um, we couldn't do it without you all. Just a reminder, the Locked On Mobile podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, including YouTube now, by the way. So be sure to go you know, check out and subscribe to the YouTube, your team, every day. The initial takeaways from this one is basically the fact that um, you know the Louisville Cardinals' struggles against the Virginia Cavaliers um, are extended, and they continue. Um, just uh, you know, Jeremy Wallman, Cardinal Sports' own co-founder and now editor, uh, who will be on the show for his Wallman Wednesday appearance tomorrow, uh, he tweeted out that the Cards' all-time against the Virginia Cavaliers are five and eighteen. What's even more alarming is the fact that in conference play, so I, I believe, I don't know that, uh, forgive me if I'm, uh, no, it's no, it's ACC play, yeah. In ACC play, since 2000 and f- the 2014-15 season when the Cardinals joined the league, the Cardinals are 2-13 and 13 against the Cavaliers. The the two wins coming, uh, Mango Matthews, uh go-ahead buzzer beater in 2015, and then um, the Jordan Warrior in 2020, um, right before the COVID pause. Um, it was a home game at the KFCM Center where, Tom, where Thomas Wolden Tensei almost willed the Cavaliers back to victory with, I think he had like 32 points, which was a career high. But I digress. What's even worse than the fact that they are 2-13 and 13 against the Cavaliers in conference is the fact that, number one, the Cardinals have not won in Charlottesville as a member of the ACC. And number two, their last win in, I think it's what, John Paul Jones Arena or in Charlottesville, whatever you want to call it, 1989. For reference, I was born in 1998. So I really, I didn't even get to experience that or even 
um, you know, anything like that, obviously, that being almost a decade before I was born. But, and, you know, a lot of that is, you know, not necessarily getting the opportunity to play. I knew that they played a lot in the 80s. Unfortunately, you know, you didn't get a lot of opportunity to play them, you know, in the 90s and 2000s before you joined the ACC. But ultimately, this game in itself, the initial takeaways and reactions is the fact that I'm not necessarily all that surprised. And that's not a dig at this team. Um, yeah, I, I will say that the offensive struggles of this team kind of made the preview of this game um, kind of a little clearer to me in, in what I thought was going to happen. Um, it, but the harsh reality is that, um, you know, we talked about Florida State being the Cardinals kryptonite as of late, and they are, but um, that's kind of been, you know, what, 2018 to present? The, the Cardinals kryptonite since they've joined the ACC outright has been the Virginia Cavaliers. As I mentioned, they in the past in the last 15 games or the only 15 games that they played in conference, the Cardinals have only won two of them. And why is that? Well, that's the fact that um, you know, Louisville has always kind of been known as a very gritty defensive team that um, you know, utilizes their defense to create good offense. They're good in transition. Sometimes their half-court offense struggles. That's what we saw in the um, the uh, end of the Patino era here at Louisville, um, and then kind of in the beginning of the Mac era up until you know 2020, and that's the fact that um, you know a defensive minded team like Louisville meets a defensive minded team like Virginia, and they're very very scrappy games, low scoring, and you know ultimately it was the Cavaliers that came out on top more often than not, and pretty much almost all the time, ex- except for two meetings. But now, you know, you throw this into the mix to where, you know, even Virginia and Virginia is not really all that good this year. I mean, to be completely honest, they're 12 and 8 on the season, 6 and 4 in conference. They've gotten blown out to some teams this year. Uh, They're not necessarily all that deep. I mean, in this game alone, they only played seven seven guys off the bench or seven guys, uh, two off the bench. And, um, you know, they kind of had to make ends meet with uh, transfers and stuff like that. But. Ultimately, it was it was kind of a game that I expected, you know, not necessarily high scoring, six sixty what four to fifty two. But I I, I got to be honest, I didn't necessarily see you know having you know single digit points you know, approaching the last media timeout. So I guess the overall you know takeaway from this game is is just the fact that um, you know this result isn't all that surprising. And that, that's just that's really more of an indication of how well Tony Bennett does against Louisville and how well, um, you know, matchups, you know, how well, you know, the Cavaliers are are in terms of matching up with the Cardinals in terms of, uh, you know, like, a um, you know, like an identity standpoint where Virginia is a very, you know, disciplined, very balanced team. They don't necessarily beat themselves a lot. They're good defensively. You have to earn everything on the offensive on offensive side. And I got to be honest, like Louisville, statistically speaking, when you look at the you know, the statistics from this game, it's not necessarily something that you would wince at. I mean, they only have they only had seven turnovers. They did get out rebounded, thirty seven to twenty six. I thought that overall they had a size advantage. For the you know from top to bottom, but ultimately Virginia um, you know was able to out rebound the, the the Cardinals in this one, and that was something that surprised me. Uh, free throw wise, it was fourteen to three in the margin. The Cardinals only shot three free throws, which there, there's been a couple games like that this season to where it's like you know it kind of makes you wonder. You know, you I'm not going to blame the referees for this loss because the referees aren't going to help your team only score eight points. Um, you know, you know, approaching halftime, but ultimately. 
neither team really shot the ball all that great. Um, low 30s from behind the arc from both teams. Uh, Virginia did shoot the ball 47% from the field. Um, Louisville 375 Um, Jared West led the team in scoring with 14 points off the bench. Matt Cross, um, 11 points, but did so on 5 for 14 shooting. Malik Williams had 10 points. Um, all other four starters had less than four. Sidney Curry, um, it was interesting, only played nine minutes in, in this contest. Um, I know that he had some foul trouble early on in the first half, but I, I wonder if you know that ankle injury that he sustained before the Pittsburgh game that held him out that game, um, I wonder if it contributed to you know him not playing that much or if it was you know a coaching decision or anything like that um, I, I don't think that we got any clarification on that if, if, if it was you know addressed in the postgame press conference uh, forgive me I, I didn't I wasn't able to see that so ultimately um, I'd like to know what happened with Sidney Curry Jalen Withers uh, played seven minutes uh, Sam Williamson 14 minutes zero points Roosevelt Wheeler played eight minutes had two points Matt Cross like I mentioned 30. Uh, yeah, 30 minutes off the bench, so he played a significant amount. L. Ellis, 19 points, one, uh, 19 minutes, one point, one assist. Um, so overall, just kind of a very scrappy game. One of those games were very sloppy on both sides. Not necessarily a, a ton of good offense, but I thought at the end of the day that um, yeah, I was proud of the way that Louisville competed in the second half. Unfortunately, it was that um, that slow start that kind of uh, pushed. Um, you push the deficit um, to you know a big number at 19. You know Louisville was able to you know get seven points off of that total to you know cut the lead to 12 at half, and unfortunately the cards were you know within striking distance, but at the end of the day weren't able to get it done. So the the Cardinals' struggles against the Cavaliers since joining the ACC continue, um, but most importantly for the season is the struggles um, have continued all the way throughout the month of January, which leads me into the next segment to where I want to look, you know, take a step back, look at the remaining schedule as a whole, and just basically go down the line and predict the wins and the losses for, you know, the remaining, um, it was nine or 10 games or something like that. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends at Get Upside. Hey, Cardinal fans, this is your host, Dalton Pence, with an incredible app, Everyone who buys gas needs to know about GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more off on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a, a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today and use the promo code SCORE to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Once again, that's promo code SCORE to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. So... The final segment of the show today, taking a little bit of a step back, looking at things from an overall uh, perspective in terms of the remaining schedule. I have to count these. Hold on. One, two. Okay. There's 10 games left. I knew there was either nine or 10, so it's a, it was the latter. So the Cardinals have 10 games left. They currently uh, are sitting at 11-9. and nine. They are 5-5 five and five in the conference. Um 
they are going into a little bit of a, the tougher part of their schedule. They have Duke coming up on you know over the weekend. Is it the week? Is, is the 29th? Yeah, 29th is a Saturday. I'm losing my mind. I can't believe it's it's the end of January already. Cardinals started out the month, um, you know, decently. You know, they were what four zero to begin the uh, to begin the ACC slate, and um, you know, the loss to Florida State kind of um, you know triggered you know a, a series of losses, which you know has, in my opinion, squarely put Louisville on the outside looking in. Um, in terms of the NCAA tournament. But let's look at the remaining 10 games on the schedule. We'll begin with the only game left in January. That is at home against the top 10 ranked Duke Blue Devils, the top team in the ACC in my opinion. Um, I've got the Blue Devils winning in this one. Uh, that really shouldn't surprise anyone. I, I'm, I, I am questioning how you know Louisville is going to defend Paulo Bancaro, Mark Williams, and Trevor Keels. It's going to be very interesting to see what Chris Mack and company um, you know utilize in terms of a defensive scheme for this one. Um, but ultimately, I think that this is a loss. Um, this is probably you know the most confident in terms of um, you know predicting a loss that I am for the rest of the season. Um, in February, the Cards. Um, they only have uh, you know one team that they play twice within the span. Although there are a couple teams that they've already played throughout. Um, we'll start out with the team that they play twice. North Carolina is on the schedule uh, twice. Uh, they'll begin um, in early February, February first, when they'll host the Tar Heels, and then they will um, travel to Chapel Hill uh, later that month. Tar Heels are currently thirteen and six. I ultimately think that this is not a, a good matchup, you know, um, personnel-wise for Louisville. I think that, um, you know, North Carolina is very solid in terms of around the rim. They shoot the ball well. They are not unbeatable, however, although I do think that Carolina probably wins both of the matchups, um, especially the one in Chapel Hill. Just it, I would feel a lot better if, if the cards were, you know, not necessarily trending the wrong in the wrong direction, unfortunately. So as of right now, I have North Carolina both as losses. So in the um, you know just for a tally count um, in the last three, obviously these aren't in order um, by any means because they don't play Carolina back to back or you know Carolina even right after Duke. Or uh, yeah, they do. They play them right after Duke. But regardless, you know what I mean. Zero um, and three right now. Um, you're looking at the the teams that they've already played. They've already played Notre Dame, and they've already played Virginia. So, um, unfortunately, I think that both of those are losses as well. Um, I think that they have a better chance of beating uh, Virginia in the KFC Young Center than they do uh, traveling up to South Bend and defeating uh, the Fighting Irish. Um, I think that it took a very good you know, first-half shooting performance for the Cardinals to be up by eight against Notre Dame, and then when they kind of came back down to earth, Notre Dame didn't cool off. However, you have to play the devil's advocate and ask, will Notre Dame shoot 65% both from the field or 63% both from the field and from behind the arc? I highly doubt they do, although they are a respectable shooting team, very efficient and scoring as well. So, But as of right now, I think that Notre Dame is a loss. I think that uh, – uh, Virginia uh, at home, I think it's going to be closer than 12 points. I think that Louisville is going to have a very solid shot to win this game. It's the season finale. I do, however, unfortunately think that both of these are losses. So you're sitting at 0-5, and the best that the Cardinals can do, in my opinion, would be to come even. The remaining five games, Syracuse, Miami, Clemson, Wake Forest, and Virginia Tech. 
Um, we'll start out with Syracuse. Syracuse is a team that I think the Cardinals actually they match up pretty well with. The the Qs are nine and ten. They they struggle uh, with te- you know against teams with size. I think that this is a win for the Cardinals, even though it's up in the Carrier Dome. I do think that this is a a, a team that you know is going to go up there and win, win this game. Buddy Bayheim, uh, uh, Jimmy Bayheim, Joe Girard, uh, Cole uh, Swider. Um, Jesse Edwards, they've got five dudes that are averaging over 12 points per game. So they score a lot. Uh, but I do think that this is a game where Louisville is going to go in and win. And, um, you know, that, that marks the first win in this little, um, scheduling, uh, prediction segment or whatever you want to call it. Moving on to the next game, uh, to focus on, and that is Miami. Miami is, um, quickly, you know, becoming one of the best teams, uh, that no one has been talking about. They're fourteen and five on the season, first in the ACC. I'm predicting this as a loss, unfortunately. Um, simply put, the Hurricanes are absolutely, um, you know, they are flying under the radar. I've been very impressed with Jim Laranega's team. Um, you know, Isaiah Wong is one of the, you know, best you know players in the ACC. I think that you know he is uh, very very solid. I think that this, even though it's at the Yum Center, I do think that Miami wins this game. And I think that this has a potential to be a double-digit loss. So um, we're sitting at one and six. Moving on to the Clemson Tigers. Uh, Clemson uh, eleven and eight on the year. I'm predicting a Louisville victory in this one. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at what uh, Clemson has done, they've you know they lost to ten by Virginia. They've beaten NC State. They've lost to Notre Dame, Boston College, Syracuse, beating Pittsburgh. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, but this, uh, in my opinion, should be a game that Louisville wins, even if it's you know not by much. You know, a win is a win in my book. So we're sitting at two and six with two more games left to go. That's at Wake Forest. That's at Virginia Tech. If you remember the Cardinals when they played Wake Forest. Earlier in the year, they barely beat them, only by four points. Since then, uh, Wake Forest is fifth in the conference. They've lost to Miami uh, by eight. They lost to Duke by 12. They've beaten Virginia, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Boston College. So this is a game where I'm predicting a Louisville loss as well. I think that, you know, uh, Virginia Tech is definitely – or Virginia Tech. Wake Forest is trending in the right direction. And at the end of the day, I'm going to give the nod to the Demon Deacons and Steve Forbes team. But I do think that Louisville uh, does defeat um, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech 10-9 and on the season. Um, as much as we talked about Virginia being Louisville's kryptonite, Louisville is Virginia Tech's kryptonite. You know, no matter how good they are, it always seems like uh, you know Louisville defeats them. Chris Mack has had the Hokies number. I think that Louisville comes out victorious in this one. So overall, three and seven is kind of where I, I have the predictions sitting at right now, barring a you know complete turnaround. If the Cardinals are able to turn this thing around, a couple of these games, in my opinion, become toss-ups. Granted, I think that, you know, there, there's been stretches to where they look decent against Boston College, they look solid against Notre Dame, they look decent against Virginia at certain stretches, but if they're able to turn this thing around, I think that um, the last game of the season against Virginia uh, becomes, you know, a, a closer toss-up. I think that there's a chance that they may be able to sneak one out against the, in one of the games against Carolina. And, um, you know, the Wake Forest game isn't necessarily a foregone conclusion. But right now I'm predicting three and seven. And um, that would overall put this season at 14 and 16, which obviously you would have to win the ACC tournament to get into the into the um, NCAA tournament. But I hope 
I hope very much that I'm wrong and they prove me wrong and it's reciprocated and it's seven, you know, it, it's, um, you know, it's seven to three, it's seven and three instead of three and seven. Like I would love that. Unfortunately, just what I'm seeing right now, um, it just seems like this team is trending in the wrong direction. Obviously they've, um, in the last, let's see. They've lost five out of their last six games. The only win comes to a Boston College team that uh, is not 500. So, um, it, it unfortunately, it's tough. It's not what Louisville fans want to hear. I, you know, I'm I'm not obviously too thrilled to to get on here and, and predict things like that. Um, but you know, regardless, we are going to you know stay on board with the ship and um, you know not stop cheering the team on. You, you may not necessarily be happy with, 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 with some things regarding the program, um, but, you know, the true fans will, will at least cheer them on regardless. Um, you know, we will continue to preview games, analyze games, no matter if they go 10-0 and or 0-10 in their next 10, we will, um, you know, we will treat this the same and we will focus on each and every game and we will give these players, um, you know, we will give them, you know, the rightful coverage that they deserve. You know, as long along with the women's basketball as well, any sport, you know, you know, so to speak. So, but that's going to wrap up this uh, Tuesday edition of the show. We talked about the good, the bad, the ugly from the loss against Virginia, the initial takeaways and reaction from it, and also predicting the remaining um, games on the schedule. Uh, before we get out of here, a couple quick shots I want to give to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. The most recent one was published on Sunday. Go check that out at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, the Locked on Beds podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we will see you right back here as always tomorrow.